Well, good morning. I'd like to welcome you back to another edition of our Anchored in the Word Morning Reflection. And uh, what we're doing here uh, today and tomorrow is we're looking at the Sunday evening service that we looked at. And uh, we're in the book of Ruth right now. And I love the book of Ruth. It's a very, very beautiful book. The storyline is rich. And there are such rich theological implications. And as we read the book of Ruth, uh, we, could, we could pull away lots and lots of practical practical principles, and we ultimately see God's hand of, of kind providence at work in the lives of people who experience a lot of heartache. So let's go ahead and read this passage together. It's Ruth chapter 1, and we're looking at verses 8 through 18 together. Here's what God's word says. And Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, Go and return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you, as ye have dealt with the dead and with me. And the Lord grant you that ye may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. And she kissed them, and they lifted up their voices and wept. And they said unto her, Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. Naomi said, Turn again, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb that, that they may be your husbands? Turn again, my daughters. Go your way. I am too old to have an husband. If I should say I have hope, if I should have an husband also tonight, and should also bear sons, would you tarry till they were grown? Would you stay for them, having husbands? Nay, my daughters, it grieveth me much for your sake, that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. They lifted up their voices and wept again, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, and Ruth clave unto her. And she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law has gone back to her people, unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee. Or to return from following after thee, for whither thou goest, I will go. Where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Where thou diest, will I die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death put thee, uh, part thee and me. When she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking unto her. Now, this passage of scripture is full of a lot of rich concepts. And as I was studying through the passage, I just, I picked out a lot of pieces and I won't be able to draw your attention to all of them, but I do want to hit some of the highlights so that we can appreciate the main storyline. And so I would summarize the passage the following way. Ruth's refusal to go back to her people and their gods, and that's an important piece, was the starting point of a series of beautiful yet highly significant moments that when woven together to are a beautiful testimony to God's grace, despite the tragedies they encountered. And so God is taking all these pieces and he's pulling them together. Now, not this Sunday, but the Sunday before when Pastor Josh was preaching, um, he covered a, a lot of details that I think are important for us to understand this passage in the context. So not this past week, but the week before, we talked about a man named Elimelech. And Elimelech uh, took his family, Naomi, his wife, Malon and Kilion, back, uh, they left Bethlehem, and they went to Moab because of a famine. And in verses 1, 2, and 4, we see that they went from just going for a short time, sojourning, to continuing there for a while. And by the end of the story, verse 4, it says that they dwelled there about 10 years. And it's not really clear if the 10 years is from the time they began till the end of their time, or if it was from the time that the boys ended up marrying Moabite women, and so they were married for 10 years. Well, either way, no matter how you put it, they lived there for quite some time, and Elimelech died. And when Elimelech died, his two boys married girls from Moab. And then shortly after that, 
these, uh, some point in there, these two men, they also died. And it left this, this woman, Ruth and Naomi and Orpah, left them all without husbands and left them very vulnerable. And really, these are people that appear to have no future. And so at some point in there, they decide they're going to go back to Bethlehem. And I say they, really Naomi decides she's going to go back. And that's where we pick up our story. She decides to go back because, according to verse 6, she heard in the land of Moab that God had visited his people. Now, a, f- a few weeks ago, we talked about that word visited, and it's a very rich term because it has the idea that God came and he blessed his people, he encouraged and he strengthened and uplifted them. It's a very personal term. And so in Moab, Naomi hears God is blessing his people again. There is an abundance of bread again. And so she decides, I'm going to go back. And then in verse 7, we see that her daughter-in-laws follow her in the way that she's going back to, to Israel. Now, it's possible that they were following her simply out of just showing love and affection in the same way that maybe you have someone come to your house and uh, it's time to go and you you walk to the door with them and you stand in the driveway with them and you chat with them while they're getting their kids together to put in the you know to get in the car to drive off and you 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 talk with them for a while it's kind of an indication that they're very dear to you in some cultures the longer you walk with a person as they're leaving is really an indication of how dear they are to you and and how much you would like the visit to continue and so I would take that that's probably what's going on here. Ruth and Orpah are showing tremendous respect to Naomi by following her as she's heading down this road. And so it says she went forth out of the place where she was and her two daughter-in-laws with her. They went on their way and returned to the land of Judah. Now, there comes a point where they need to part ways. And in verses 8 and 9, this is what she says. Go and return each to her. The Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice, and they wept. Now, what we see is that she desires for them to go back to their own people. And she's very kind about it. And she says, I'm praying that God will bless you as you have been kind to me. Now, what that's showing you is that Naomi is a believer. She is someone who worships the God of Israel. However, she has compromised on many levels. And you'll see in just a moment that she is bitter against God. And that's going to affect her judgment. Yet she is praying for God's blessing on them. And they're weeping. And what you would anticipate is that both girls would say, we love you. We'll go back to our mother's homes. And then we will, we will remarry. And then our lives will go on. But that's not what happened. Her daughter-in-law insisted that she was going to stay. In verses 9 and 10, it says, she kissed them. They lifted up their voices. And they said unto her, surely we will return with thee unto thy people. But Naomi insists in the next verse that they go back. She says, turn again, my daughters. Why will ye go with me? Are there yet more sons in my womb? She goes on to say that you have nothing with me. I don't have children. You don't have hope. If you come back with me, you're going to be a destitute widow with no hope of remarriage. And it's going to leave you extremely vulnerable. And at the end of this, it's interesting how she says this. My daughters... It grieveth me much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord is gone out against me. 
She's saying, you've suffered because God has been hard on me. It's interesting how she's thinking. And so Orpah goes back, but Ruth refuses. And in verse 14, it says, they lifted up their voices and wept, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto her. She said, I won't let you go. And, and, and Naomi says, well, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Interesting statement. Return. And Ruth said, entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee. She says, I'm not going to hear it. I'm not going to leave you. And what we're going to see in the next two verses is that Ruth's decision to follow Naomi was one based on conviction. I'm not going to comment on it today. Lord willing, tomorrow I'll dig into this a little bit more. But it was a very conviction-based decision. And listen to her words. They're beautiful and powerful words. She says, entreat me not to leave thee, or return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go. And whither thou lodgest, I will lodge. And thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Where thou diest, will I die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if I but death part thee and me. Now, notice some of the terms here that are very important. She says, your people will be my people, and your God, my God. Now, notice Naomi had said, go back to your, your, your gods. And Ruth is saying, I'm going to worship and serve your God. And then she says, the Lord do so to me and more also, if aught but death part thee in me. She says, I actually have come under the rule of your God, and I am making a promise to you by the God of Israel, not the gods of Moab. What does that tell you about Ruth? Well, Ruth is making a very wise choice here. Ruth has chosen, in spite of all the pain and all the heartache, that she is not bitter, but rather she is convinced that Naomi's God is the true God, and she wants to worship and serve that God, and she does not want to abandon Naomi, her mother-in-law, even though Naomi has nothing to offer her. And so you say, well, what can we take away from it? Well, I think what we could take away from it is that sometimes wisdom takes us away from what is easy and takes us away from what might seem to be the smoothest path, and wisdom embraces what is true, and wisdom embraces what is right, and wisdom embraces it by conviction. And so I want to encourage you this morning, let us be like Ruth in these verses, that we would do what is right by conviction, even if it's not the easiest thing to do. Lord willing, tomorrow we're going to comment a little bit more on this. We've kind of looked at the storyline. Tomorrow I'd like to kind of, kind of share a couple of thoughts about some cultural pieces we might miss and then some simple practical principles we can draw from it. Have a blessed morning. Lord willing, tomorrow we'll meet again by now.